Okay, today's daf is Psachim daf test. We are on the Mishnah, top of the page, Testament Aleph, the next Mishnah. Ein shema So we've been discussing Bedikas Chametz, and obviously, obviously that's a theme of the first parak, the first few prakim dealing with getting rid of Chametz. So the question is, now that I've cleaned my house, do I have to be concerned while I'm cleaning that Cholda, uh, which means a weasel or, I don't know, a house pet, a mouse is going to bring chametz from one room to the other room, from one corner of the room to the other corner. Is that a concern? So the Mishnah says, Ein There's no concern from, from one room to the other room or from one house to another house, from place to place, even within the same room, from corner to corner. Because if it will be true that you're concerned for the weasel dragging chametz, then chatzer lechatzer, Mi'ir le'ir, ain't the dover safe. There's no way to stop this. At some point, you're going to have to say, I cannot check. So the Mishnah is basically saying that one does not have to be concerned that the animal is going to bring chametz from one place to the other place. So that means while you're doing Badika's chametz, you clean the room, that's it, it's over. You clean the room, you don't have to worry that someone's going to bring in chametz afterwards. So the Achrenim ask that why don't we say that you're right. I cannot worry about, you know, from city to city, but at least in my own home, let me have one moment. We'll have a team of 10 people at the same time. We'll be on Zoom. We'll look at all the, all the cameras, and at one point we'll say, okay, everything's, uh, at this point, we, we checked everything. There's no more comments in the house. So the Svasema says, and others quote this as a halachic theme, that the Torah does not speak to Malachi Asharis. The Torah is given to human people, to human beings. And this is not practical, and therefore, one does not have to be concerned for this. So many can use this as one of, the, one of the sources for the concept of that the Torah doesn't want us to be OCD. That at some point, we have to say, you know, we did what we did, and that's it. There's a famous Ramban. The Ramban talks about women going to the mikvah, that they would come out, and they would, they would always think they had a chatzitza. They had something on their back, they had something here, something there, and the Ramban writes, it's also for her to start thinking about, you know, w- you know was something there, was it not there? And he says, it's OCD, it's the Sahara. You went, you did your proper chafifa, you did your preparations for the mikvah, once you went in, that's it. Don't be crazy. So there's, there is a, this is part of the discussion regarding OCD and halacha. There's a chasam sefer that talks about this, or Asher Weiss talks about people making kiddush, and it takes the person an hour to make kiddush because he keeps reading every word ten times. So Rav Asher says, you know, don't, don't do that. It's, it's way too much. The Torah never obligated a person to, to, to make himself crazy. And one of the sources, this Mishnah, Ein Chayshin Shema Gerecholda. Okay. The, the Gemara says like this. Taima, the whole reason why we said that there is... Sorry, it looks like my internet is unstable. Okay, so Taima, the whole reason why I don't have to be concerned is Delay Chazina the Shakal. Meaning... I never saw the animal taking anything, so I don't have to start making up stories in my, in my mind. Ha-chazina de shakal, if I do in fact see the animal, I see my cat taking a wafer. So chashina, and I do have to be concerned that, you know, what's with this wafer? Uboi bedika, and you have to go check, go follow the cat, and make sure that whatever chametz is there 
was got was was uh, was taken care of. So the Gemara asks, "Va'amai, Nema achalte? Why don't we assume that the cat finished his meal and you don't have anything left? Maybe he knocked it down to less than perurin, to less, you know, or or to the status of crumbs. But he ate whatever was significant, and there's nothing more for me to go do bedika. Miloitznan, we have a Mishnah in Ahalos. The Mishnah says like this: So you had your apartments or your homes that were." Owned by non-Jews, avoid the So Tameim, their homes are considered Tameimes, meaning if you walk in there, we we assume there's dead bodies there. You're Tameimes. Why was that? Because they would they would bury their nephilim, their fetus. They would bury it there in their home after an abortion or just a miscarriage. It doesn't have to be a you know something so crazy. But they would bury it in their homes, and therefore, it has the status of tumah. Okay, now before we even get to the what we're trying to bring from here, just halachically, this is uh, not not so simple. That everyone agrees to this. Is there tumas oihel on a nachri? The pasuk says it says adam kiyamas ba'ayhel, and the gemara nivaman says atem kruyim adam. Only yidden have tumas oihel. So this shaila comes up for kahanim. Can a kain attend awake? Of a, of a non-Jew, or can they go to medical school where they are working on cadavers? Now, if it's Israeli medical school, you have a concern that it's Jewish uh, bodies, so then you definitely have a problem of Ayah, but if it's non-Jews, so this is a machlekes, in the, in the Mishnayis, some hold that Ayah is not a problem by a, by a Nachri, and some hold it is a problem. So how do we pass it? If you look in Shulchan Aruch, the Shulchan Aruch says, Nachan Lizar, really make a din, one could be makel. That there is no Tumas Oihel by a Nachri. But he says, Nachan Lizar. So let's say you're driving, let's say you're you know, going from Brooklyn to Queens near a Kayin. So maybe a car would be different, but theoretically you shouldn't go underneath a tree that's uh, on top of a cemetery because there is a Nachan Lizar, Milele Chalehem. But uh, there are those that are Mekel. So those that are Mekel have to learn this Gemara that you might actually touch the the body. There's a concern you would actually touch the body in the dira of the of the nachri. Otherwise, what would be the concern? But according to the other mandamar, it's tumas oil. So yeah, you can't even go into the house where there might be uh, nephilim. There might be uh, dead bodies buried there. There are those that argue and say there's a difference between oil hamshacha, and this is a little uh, technical and hilchas. Tumah. So there's something called oil amshach, which means you have a dead body in a room. Even if I am not on top of the dead body or underneath the dead body, as long as there's a roof above us, so that's called oil hamshacha. Now oil hamshacha works as long as there's a roof, it continues and continues. We spoke about the case of you're standing outside a cemetery uh, or, a, or yeah, a cemetery or a or a, you know a chapel, and it's raining, and everyone's holding umbrellas. And there's no space between umbrella to umbrella, and it goes all the way into the room. So if you're a kain, you have to be careful. Just make sure you stand stand the tefach, you know, away from someone. Because oil hamshacha, as long as there's a roof, it continues. There's something else that's called mahil al hamase. If you're leaning over the mace, maybe that is worse than oil. So some learn that everyone agrees that mahil al hamase is worse than oil. What's the difference? The difference comes up regarding medical school. Even if you want to be makel, that. You, there's no problem of oihel, you could be in the same room, be in the lab, and you're a kind. you're in a lab, you're in medical school or dental school, there's no problem of being oihel because it's a nachri, but mahel, to actually lean over the mace, that would be worse. So, 
don't uh, don't go to medical school if you're a client without speaking to a, a qualified paisik. They, they would probably tell you don't do it. But okay. Back to our Gemara. So we said that Midoris Akam Tameim. So far, so good. That there's, a, there's an assumption that there are no Falam there. Now, Vakama Yishib a mother via mother Tarach Badika, how long after the Nachri moved in is there a concern that we now, that there is a Nafal there? So the Gemara says, Arbaamyan. The Mishnah says, 40 days. Once he's, he lives there for 40 days, we should assume that he, he got someone pregnant and there might have been an, an AFL, an abortion, or whatever, and therefore we assume there's Tumah. All the Achreinim ask, maybe, he, maybe his girlfriend was pregnant before he moved into this apartment. Why are, we, why are we assuming it happened now? So most of the Achreinim say we have to just put a cap on it, so we'll start now. 40 days. Okay. Now what's this 40-day business? So the Gemara Nivamas tells us that the, the, the fetus within 40 days is considered Maya Ba'alma. It's considered water. Most of the Achreinim learn, and I mean most, that within 40 days of conception, there is no Isser of... There is no Isser de Araisa, perhaps not even Isser de Rabbanon, to, to do an abortion. Rav Moshe Feinstein argues, and he says that Maya Ba'alma is just a din of Tumma V'tahara. It has nothing to do with the Isser of... of... Uh, of... 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 of me of a hezek on the on the ibor, and therefore a moish held is one hundred percent aser. So again, these are complicated shots, not something to discuss by dafyamishir. But you see where where it's coming from. The mishnah assumes within within the first forty days, it doesn't have the typical status of a vlog. Either that means just for tum of nothing else, or it means even as far as uh, medical shilas, it doesn't have the same status as a vlog. Okay, but once it's forty days, we assume there was a vlog there, and one. If you're a Kayan, you're not able to walk into that house. If you're a non-Kayan, you walk into there, you're still Tameh. There's no Isser to become Tameh if you're not a Kayan. But a Kayan is not allowed to walk into there. Now, even though he doesn't have a wife, there might be some girlfriends in, in, the, in the picture. That's not, doesn't help us. Now, and this is where we, why we brought this into our Gemara. If this is a courtyard or a house where there are cholders there, there are mice, there are rats, there's other animals that are able to walk there, and you assume they occupy this person's apartment or his chatzar, you don't have to check because you should assume that even if they would have buried their nephalim there, the animals would have eaten it up. So you see from here that even though... Uh, that, that even though there's, there's, there might have been a nafil here, but since there's animals in the picture, we assume there's no concern. So why don't we say the same thing? When I see my squirrel taking the wafer, the Gemara here says, I have to go check, right? The only time I don't have to check is when, I don't know if he took it or not, but when I, saw, when I see him taking it, I have to go check. So how come over here, you don't have to, you don't have to be concerned for it. So Rav Zera, like Hasha, Haba Basar, the nature of these two cases are different. When it comes to Basar, when it comes to the Nafel, it's Basar and the animals eat it. When it comes to bread, the cat will leave over some bread. So the Gemara says, Basar, like Mishaira, they don't leave over any meat. Balechem, Mishaira. Omar Rav says, Hi, my, what type of, what type of comparison is this? And this really should bother us if you analyze the Gemara. Bishlai Mahasa, when it comes to the mission Ahalais, what's the story there? We don't know anything. We have no facts. We are just assuming that maybe there's a girlfriend, there's a this, there's a that. Uh, we don't know. Amor Hava, Amor Lai Hava, we have no clue. So the Intim Salem Hava, even if there was a Nafel, right? 
Amarachalti, there is what to say that the animal ate it. But Avahacha, but over here, when you're looking at your house and you see your weasel, Devadai, the Chazin and the Shakal, me, Yemar, the Achalte, how do you know for sure that he ate it? Vahavi Safik, Uvadai, ain't Safik, Moitzi, me, Devadai. It's very simple, Lamdus, that when I had a Vada here, I saw the animal take the Chametz. I don't know if he finished it. It's a, that, that means I had a Vada Chametz. Safik, if it was gotten rid of, ain't Safik, Moitzi, me, Devadai. So why are you comparing it to the case of Allah? And the Gemara says, you're right. Let's not leave that aside. And let's move on to the next point that you just made. You just said, ain't suffic moitzi mide vadai. Is that true? Vain suffic moitzi mide vadai. Vatanim went in a bride, so we actually had this this week. Chover shemes. You have a Tamar Chacham that died. Viniach Megura Malaya Paris. And he left a Megura in his house full of fruit. So we brought it previously to show that a Tamar Chacham always you know, takes care of his things, and perhaps by Bedikas Chametz, everyone has that status. That was a uh, Davdalit, right? So, Vahacha, over here, I'm sorry, I feel the I mean, even if it's one day old, meaning that day where they harvested it, that's when he died. Still, we assume that the Tamar Chacham, as soon as they finished harvesting it, he gave Meiser properly, and you are allowed to eat it without having to take off Meiser. So hold on a second. At some point, this fruit, this produce was Tevel. Suffolk, Musar. And it's a Suffolk if he gave Meiser. The Suffolk, what Musar? And a Suffolk if he did not give Meiser. The Kaasi Suffolk. You see a Suffolk that the Tamacham gave it before he died. Oh, so the says, no. Hasam Vadai Uvadi. It's a Vadai. It's a, we are. We are certain that the Tamar Chacham gave us Meiser. The Vada Ma'asre Kedi Rabbi Chnina Chazah Dom Rabbi Chnina Chazah Chazaka Al Chaver Shein Moitzi Metachas Yaday Dover Sheini Metukon. That a Tamar Chacham would never have something that was not Metukon, which really means, if you think about it, it means that as soon as the Meiser was able to be taken, he took it that first second. That he didn't wait, didn't allow it to wait around. So we know that in the morning they finished harvesting. He was nifter in the afternoon. As soon as he finished harvesting, he gave his meiser. So it's a vade vade, not a vade in a suffix. That's one way of answering why it worked. If you buy same or the other way, it would be suffix for suffix. It's two svekas here. What's the suffix and suffix? When you see produce, it's not necessarily true that it's tevel. Maybe this produce was never tevel in the first place. How does this work? So we have this a few times already. There's a way of of uh, circumventing the chi of Meiser. The Torah says it has to see the Pneha bias, it has to see the, the, the house. So if you bring it in, in the chaff, and the grain itself doesn't see the Pneha bias, Xeris Akasa, that it's putter from Meiser. So there is a way to do it. There's a way to circumvent your tvua. You bring it in with, with the chaff. Or that your animal can eat it. If your animal eats it, it's called achilas. All right, there's no So again, just the point is here that it's a suffolk and a suffolk, and we have no raya or question regarding suffolk and avadai. Okay. At this point, we assume that when avadai takes away from avadai, Suffolk and Suffolk, we could be Mako, but ain't Suffolk moitzi midevada, which means if I have something that had a chazaka that was a problem, I see the weasel, he's holding chametz, he moves it, so I had a vada chametz. Now it's a Suffolk if he finished his bread, ain't Suffolk moitzi midevada. 
Fine. The Gemara asks, Vain Suffolk, Moitzi, Midivadi, is that true? Vatani learned in a Brisa. Amar of Yehuda, we said, Maisa, Bishifchasa, Shalmatzik. There was a Shifcha Kananis who was a maidservant of a fellow named Matzik Echad. He was a strong, uh, cruel person. Berimon, Shehetilo Nefalabar. Let's assume he got her pregnant and they had to do an abortion. Their, their, their abortion goes, goes back, you know, way back. There was different ways to do it. By the way, part of the debate, not to get all political, but I just wrote a, uh, I wrote a report for my wife's work or school about the pro-life versus, uh, you know, pro-choice, pro-life. Like in nursing school, it's very important that they, you know, they should be aware of the whole, all the politics. But part of the argument for, for pro-choice is that it just from the health standpoint, if you don't give people access to, to uh, you know, I hate to say the word, planned parenting, you don't give people access to healthy ways to do an abortion, they could really hurt themselves. So... People used to do it all the time. That was that was Google it. There was there was ancient abortions. So you have this story where Shehetila Nefalabar, okay? Okay, now the maidservant has to keep halachis. So she has to know after she had a she had a uh, the miscarriage. So halacha, we had this on Daf Gimel. You still have to count your days. You're, you may tire, you may you may you may tire, you may tuma. So there's a difference between a girl and a boy, right? Isha kisazria. If it's a boy, it's uh, it's seven and 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 fourteen. If it's a girl, it's fourteen. I'm sorry, it's seven and thirty-three. If it's a girl, it's fourteen and sixty-six. So they wanted to figure out how many days does this shivcha have to be tame? Do we assume she's tame from a yoledes? And how many days does she have of dam tire? So, of course, who do they ask to go? They ask the kain. <laughs> Why would they? It doesn't make any sense. So, I think Taisa says, there's a kain shaitahi. What, what was he doing here? Right here, look at Taisa's on, uh, on Testament Aleph, four lines from the bottom. I'm going to read the kain shaitahi. What type of kain? You know? Sometimes you ask someone to turn on a light for you on Shabbos, you think he's, he's a non Jew. Then afterwards, he tells you, yeah, I'm Jewish. You know? so that, Why would they ask the guy to do this? But either way, the Kayan goes, the hates by Ladam Zakharhuam Nakevi. So the Nafel is in a pit. The Kayan looks looks down to see if it's a Zakhar or Nakeva. Not a good idea. Now they came in front of the Chacham, they asked Shiloh, what's the status of this Kayan? Vitiharuhu, they said the Kayan is tar. There's no concern that he actually saw the again, what happened was he didn't see the baby. He just looked to see what would be there if it was a Zakhar or Nakeva. He couldn't find anything. They asked the Chachamim, what's his status? Is he Tame? They said, Vitiharua is Tahar. Why? And this is why we brought it into our Gemara. The Cholda, which means the, uh, the, uh, the weasel, or the Bardalas, which means some type of cat, some type of cat, is what it means. Mitsui and Sham, they were commonly found in these pits. And therefore, they must have dragged the Nafel. Either they dragged it deeper into the pit, not Right, not in the in the uh, center of, of the pit or away from the pit, and therefore you are not tummy. So what do you see from here? You see clearly We know the shifcha uh, gave birth, so to say, to this nafel, the suffik geruru, the geruru. We're not sure at that moment when the kain leaned leaned over. We're not sure if the fetus was still there. What is this considered? The kaasi safek, the safek. If the if the 
weasel moved it is a suffix you see suffix is even though you have a vadai that the baby was there you have a suffix if it was moved from there so the Gemara says you got the case wrong no she doesn't know she didn't she didn't have you know a ovulating calendar she has no clue when when she conceived she doesn't know when you know what what form this nafel was um was at the time that she gave birth to it. It looked like something. She didn't know what it was. We're going to learn a Masechtas Nida. There's a whole parak regarding different things. Are they considered nafel? Are they not considered nafel? Halachal Amaisa today, not much of a difference. But back then, it was very important to know. Dam Toyer, Dam Tame, and today we're Malachim and everything. So, it's important to know, is this considered kimin nafel? So this is suffolk in the first place. Suffolk, if she actually had a nafel or not. And even if she had a nafel, suffolk, the weasel moved it. So that is suffolk, moitzi mide suffolk. There's no vada here. So vahavi suffolk, the suffolk. So the says, hold on a second. Very nice story that you said, but look at the text. The Mishnah said, the coins looking down to see if it's a zacher in a keva. Not to see if it was a nafel or not. So the Gemara says, She wanted to see if it was a ruach, which means some clump of something, but not a uh, a, a human thing. You have to add a few words, but that is really the story that the Kayan was looking down to see if it was something, and if it was uh, you know, a human, a nafel, then he would look to see if it was a zachar or a nakeva. We're talking about a vadai and a vadai. Why? Because cave in the cholder bardless mitsuyan sham vadai geruba he shaita. We should we should assume that it's automatic that if there's going to be a nafel in a bar, the animals are going to take it right away. So the Gemara says now nehi deshayuri mishaira migramias vadai geruba he shaita. Even if the the um. The chulda leaves over some, meaning that was the original conversation regarding if an animal leaves over some chametz. Over here, even if the animal doesn't consume the entire nafel, it leaves over some of it, but it dragged the whole thing out. You ever see animals eat? They'll drag their uh, their food, and then they'll eat they'll eat it. You know, once it's in a safe place, they're away from the other animals. So. The point was, when the coin's bending over, he doesn't have to assume anything is there directly underneath him. Okay. Let's go back. So one second. The Mishnah says, there's no concern. You're doing Badika's Chametz. You check every room. And that's it. You don't have to go keep cameras in every room. As soon as you leave, maybe someone's going to come back. That's OCD, we said. Is that true? This is tomorrow's daf. Let's say you finish your Badika's Chametz and you want to have your bagels for breakfast. You know, Arab Pesach bagels. So what you should what you should do is hide it somewhere. Let's say you have your chametz that you are earmarked for 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 erev Pesach. So you did your bedikas chametz. You know you have a bag of bagels. You have something for the next cereal for the next day. Don't let it you know fly around the house because then you're gonna have to do bedikas chametz again. What you should do is you should put it somewhere in a cabinet or something so that you don't need to do another bedika. Now at this point, what was the concern? The concern was if you don't put it away. 
the animals are going to move it all over your house, and you would indeed have to go check. So why is the Mishnah saying, ain't chayshin? You, you tell me specifically, I should be chayshin. So the Gemara says, Amar Abayi Lekasha, Ha Two different cases. In one case, we're talking about the 14th day of Nisan. Vaha Bishlaisha Asar, the 13th day of Nisan. What's the difference to, you know, between the days? On the 13th day of Nisan, two days before Yantif, there's an abundance of chametz, in all the houses and all the rooms. The weasel is not going to put away food for Yantif, right? But on the 14th day of Nisan, he sees there's not a lot of food in the house, so then he hides his bread. Oh my, Rav Rav says, Chuda is a Navi, so this is a humor in the Gemara, the, the, it's a pun, because there was a Navia called Chuda in, in Shmuel, in I think Malachim Beis. So, Chuda Navi, the weasel is a Navi, and knows the other that in our base are Veloyafela, Artemisharu, Matamra. How does he know? I mean, they had supper, they had their regular, you know, pizza, your third, whatever, the night before Yantav, you had your last pizza of the Zman, right? Okay, he saw everybody had pizza. How does he know that tomorrow morning there's not going to be a new delivery of breakfast? He knows what day it is? Doesn't make any sense. Elamarava, no, it has nothing to do with it. Why do you tell me? Why am I told that when I do Batikas Chametz and I'm saving my cereal for tomorrow, make sure it's sealed, because if it's not sealed tightly, the mice might start moving it around. Ah, you told me, ain't chayshin. So Rabbi says, let me explain. Masha Meshire, the cereal that you're leaving over for the next day, why should you put a Betzina? Shematita chulda b'fanenu. You're going to be waking up in the morning, you're, you're, and you see the mouse with the cereal running around. And now, if he does it in front of you, now you do indeed need to do Betzina's Chametz. But you're right. Do I have to be concerned that I didn't see it? No, I don't have to be concerned. But if I see the animal taking it, of course I have to chase him down make sure that he either finished his food or I know where it is and I burn it. You want to eat, you know, chametz after your bedikas chametz. So it's a explicit brisa which goes with Rava's reasoning that the concern is that the weasel is going to take it in my presence and I will have to go chase it. Rav Mari says a different pshat. What... Why should you put it away? The concern is you're going to leave ten pieces of bread. So someone will say this: the you know ten pieces of bread that you left for your chum. It's not, it's not what it means. It means you left ten bagels for your nine kids for the next day. The imtsatesha. Now you wake up in the morning. You only found nine. So at this point, there it's not like that a weasel took it. You have to do the process of elimination and it must be that a weasel did take this bread and I will indeed have to go check. So in a regular case, when I do Badika's Chametz at night, I don't have to be concerned while I left. The weasel came, dragged Chametz here and there. But let's say I had, I don't know, I had uh, five cookies on my table and then I come back and it's f- only four there, assuming the kids weren't up at night. It must have been an animal so then I do indeed have to go check. Okay, it's, it's a little more machmir than Rava. Rava said only when you see the animal taking it. Rav Mari saying, even if I didn't see it, if I could assume that that's what happened, then I would have to do a more, more badika. Okay. The next Gemara is, touches upon one of the most, uh, you know, Lamdashah Gemaras in Shas. If you ever learned Ksubis, I think it's Daftesvav, Daftesayin. So there's a concept that let's say you had 
nine kosher restaurants. You know, let's assume there's a strip. You have nine kosher restaurants and one non-kosher restaurant. And let's assume their sandwiches all look the same, okay? They all sell, everyone's talking about chickies. They all sell, you know, fried chicken with lettuce, pickled tomato, and bread. Again, today, typically, you don't have that shayla. Most people could tell where this food is from. But let's say you had such a case. Nine kosher restaurants, one non-kosher restaurant. You find a sandwich in, uh, in the parking lot. Halacha is, I go by Rav, cold to parish. If since this was removed from the store, but I, by the time I found it, it has been removed from the store, cold to parish, meruba parish, you go by Rav. And this is a logical conclusion. Statistically speaking, nine out of ten stores were kosher. There is a discussion that we're not going to discuss this today, maybe one day. What if the non-kosher restaurant has a much higher volume of sales than the kosher ones? There's a lot to consider whenever you talk about this. Let's assume all things equal, nine kosher restaurants, one non-kosher, the same volume, same looking product. I go by right. That's the halacha. Now there's Xeris Akasav, which we'll see. It's, it's complicated in a logical stand, from a logical standpoint, but we'll assume for now it's Xeris Akasav. Summary Shainam try to give some insight, but... For now, let's assume it's just a, a rule. What if I went to the store, okay? I thought it was kosher. Sometimes people make mistakes. Someone called me the other day. They went to Barley's Sushi. Uh, they thought that Barley's has kosher sushi. It does. There's one Barley's that has kosher sushi. And they walked up to the London Barley's non-kosher sushi stand. And they bought a California roll, which had real crab in it. Mama's trafe. And they ate it. It was terrible. So don't people make mistakes. Whatever. People made a mistake. So you have to look for a sign. Look for a sticker. Kosher. Anyways, they... What if you went to the store? You go to the store. You went into the store. Now you you ate it. Or you have the food. And you're not sure which store you went into. So because I went to the store, that's called Kokovua. Since the stores were stationary. We view it as a 50-50 chance. And Suffolk, you have to be Machmer. Why, when, where, how, not really so clear, but that's the rule. It's learned out from Sukkim. The first, uh, first part of Subas talks about this. We'll get to it in detail. Now that we know that, let's see how this plays out with our matzah and chametz situation. Okay. Teishat siburin shal matzah. You have nine piles of matzah, ve'echot shal chametz. Now today, let's assume it was chametz matzahs and regular matzahs, okay? Many matzahs that you buy in the store are actually chametz. Okay, so if you have your kosher pesach matzah, but your non-kosher pesach matzah, which is chametz, they look the same, it tastes the same. Let's assume that's all true. You have nine piles of matzah, one pile of chametz matzah. Va'aser akvar v'shakal, and a mouse can be took. V'loya dinon i matzah shakal i chametz shakal. We don't know which matzah did he take from. Did he take from the kosher pile? Did he take from the chametz pile? So the Gemara says, Hainu Teshachanuyas. That's the same example of the Mishnah of Teshachanuyas, of the nine stores that I just told you about. Perash, what if the, the, um, Perash, what if the matzah is separated from the piles? We're not sure where this matzah came from. So you see the difference? When I go into the store, 
when I have the animal going into one of the piles and I see, you know, he's going into the piles. So that's the first case of Teish Chanois, which we say, Kol Kavua Kamechza Mechza. But Perash, if it was separated, Va'asa Akva Veshaka Hainu Sefer, that's a Sefer the Bryson. Now, what does this mean? The Mishnah says, the Bryson says the Tanan or the Tanya, Teish Chanois, Kulon Mechon Basashchuta. Nine stores, they all sell kosher. Va'achas Mecheres Basan Nevela. One sells beef, but not shechted properly. It's Aser Mishum Nevela. Velokal Me'achas Mehen, and you purchase from one of these stores, you didn't know, you're new, you're from out of town, you thought they're all kosher, you come out, what did I do? You're not sure, you lost your receipt, you don't know which store you went into. Since it's called Kavua, you went into the store, Suffolk is Aser. Why? The rule is Kol Kavua, Whenever it's a kavua, when you went into the situation, the Torah views it kemechza amechza. It's like a flip of a coin, 50-50 chance. So it's aser. Now, ubenimza, what if I found the steak in the parking lot? What do we do in that case? Halech acha haroiv. You go by roiv, and it's a vada halacha that we go by roiv. So go back to the matzah and the, and the chametz situation. When the weasel goes into the pile, I see the weasel going into the pile. I'm not sure which, which pile he went into. So then the suffix came when he was in the piles. And therefore, we say, kol kavua kemechza mechza, 50-50. When he took from, from the pile, when, when, meaning when it was pirish, it was already separated from the pile. I'm not sure which pile this came from. Then it's called kol de parish. When it was taken and removed from the, from the uh, pile. So then we say, we go by Rive. Again, not so much logic here, except for the second part. Kol de parish, meruba parish is very simple. The question is, the kavua, that's really exeris akasav. Now, halachically, any time it's parish, it was removed from the pile before we knew about the iser, before we, before we were thinking, halacha is that's considered parish, it's called nimsa, you found it. What if, so this is a, an interesting situation. So I think it was 2012 or 2013, there was a glock kosher, or officially glock kosher butcher shop in Los Angeles. And of course, all these questions come up out of Pesach. So at about 9.30 in the morning in LA, they realized, they looked at the cameras, that the owner, who was Jewish, Shomer Shabbos fellow, he was switching a lot of the meat, meaning he, he, he was getting 70% of his beef was kosher, kosher suppliers. He was supplementing another 30% of non-kosher beef, repackaging it, selling it as glock kosher chasidah shishchita, charging the same price, stealing a lot of money, and people were buying it. Everybody already made yantif, of course, Pesach, and they have a shiloh at nine o'clock in the morning. What do we do? All our roasts, all our kalim, what do you do? That we now know that there was a lot of trafe in the store. So this question came to Rabelsky's itself. He was recovering from a, you know, a life-threatening you know, surgery he just had. And he, he passed him the following. If you look in Shulchan Aruch, again, there's a lot more to the discussion than this. So Rabelsky answered in Arab Pesach. The chuvas that came out to argue with him came out like after Shulas. So on, on, the, on the button, it's a Shulchan Aruch. The Shulchan Aruch says like this. Let's say the suffake only took, you only found out about the problem once it was already parished. So I'll read you the words inside. Misha lakach basar mihamakulam. Makulam means a... A, uh, a butcher shop. So you bought meat from a butcher shop, even if it's a fancy piece of meat, which has a detail regarding bittel, I'll just skip it. And it wasn't confirmed that there were any trafus in there prior to you purchasing it. So you purchase it, you cook your roast, and then you find out 
that what I did was that I bought something that might have been shreif. So the halacha is mutter. You're allowed to eat it as long as Roy is kosher. So you look at the invoices. 70% was coming from Solomon's and Ali. The 30% was coming from Tyson, right? So Shaloi Nafal has suffix bekavua. The suffix only took place only after it was perish. It was separated from the mixture. Once it was separated, you got the Shiloh Erev Pesach. At that point, it was parish. It was like the piece of matzah that was found separated from the piles. There we go by Rav. And uh, the Kavan Shah, Rav, kosher, since most of it is kosher, Mukta, you are allowed to eat it. Again, there are details involved. What if one person knew that it was a problem? So there's a lot, a lot of back and forth here. But that was the Psak. And it's really based on this Gemara, based on this Sugya. So Rabelsky told us that this, this simon is called simon Kuf Yud in Yeridea. It doesn't come up too often. He told us when it does come up, it's going to be a million dollar Shiloh. So <laughs> yeah, you have to know it. Okay, next. So continuing this theme of piles of chametz and piles of matzah, we'll do one more case, and the Gemara is going to go into many more cases, but we have to stop at some point. So let's do one more case. Shnei tziburim, echad shal matzah v'echad shal chametz. You have two piles. One's matzah, one's chametz. V'lefneim shnei batim. You have two houses in front of you. Echad baduk v'echad shina batuk. The Yaki's house, he already did bedigas chametz. Five minutes after Shkia, his house is all clean. Echad shina batuk. The Hungarian guy, the other guy, he has plenty of time, right? He's going to do bedigas chametz later. Now, v'asu shnei akvarim. Two mice came. Echad shakal matzah, echad shakal chametz. We're looking what's going on. We're watching the replay. One takes chametz, one takes matzah. Then they spin around a few times. You lost track. One mouse went into the yaki's house who cleaned already. The other mouse went into the other guy's house who did not clean for Pesach yet. So what do we do here? Is a 50-50 shot, I mean, statistically it's probably, right? 50-50 shot that I have chametz. What do I do? So the Gemara says, This is the halach of two kupais. What does that mean? The Tani went to the Brisa, Shtei kupais. You have two boxes of money. Acha shechulin, acha shechulin. I'm sorry, two boxes of fruit. One was chulin and one was truma. Velefnein shnei se'in. You have two sa. Echad shechulin, echad shechulin. Now, v'naflu elu l'seich elu. The se'in, this measurement, falls into the box. The question is, which one fell in? Did the chulin fall into the chulin? Or did the chulin fall into the trimmer? Or did the trimmer fall into the chulin? Which one was it? So it seems like we're makel. We could assume each one stayed the status quo. Why? Shani Omer, because I could say, so this is a lumdisha thing on a Durabana level. Let's assume that at this point. There's a concept of, of toilin that I could assume. Shani Omer, chulin the seich chulin aflu. Utruma the seich truma aflu. I could assume that the chulin went into the chulin, the truma went into the truma. So here too, also, by the mice, I could say the chametz mouse went into the the guy who didn't do bedikas chametz, and the yaki mouse went into, we're taking matzah, he went into the yaki's house. The person says, what are you talking about? Amor darmin shani yomer. When do I say this concept of shani yomer? That's the truma derabanan. That case was truma derabanan, which without getting into too many details, you could simply say to suffix derabanan lukula. That's a 50-50 chat. I could say suffix lukula. But chametz daraisa miyamrinan. Here we have a chametz. It's a question of a daraisa. It's a 50-50 chance, but I have to be machmer. So the gemara says, "So the gemara says, what are you talking about? Alto bedikas chametz daraisa. Bedikas chametz is not daraisa. Derabanan, derabanan. It's only a din derabanan. Why? The midaraisa, midaraisa. All you need to do is bittol. But bittol ba'alma sagile. Once you're doing bittol, it comes out your bedika was not a on a level daraisa. So if the mouse ran in. With suffix chametz, suffix matzah into your house, halakhali you do not have to do 
you're uh, you know you don't have to check after him because it's a suffix on the dirabanan level. Again, it's more than just a suffix, but we're going to assume it's a regular suffix here for simple terms. And the suffix dirabanan, you could be toila that the chametz went into the guy's house who did not check for chametz yet. Why? Why not? He's checking anyways. He'll find it if it is. And the the matzah went into my house. If I checked already, the matzah went into my house. So the Gemara's next question, which we'll leave for tomorrow morning or afternoon, is what if both houses were already checked? So now you can't say, well, it didn't come into my house. It went into your house. We know Chametz went into one of these two houses. So maybe at that point, they both have to be machmer. So it might be worse. When they're both clean, now it ends up being worse. So we'll see as the Gemara continues. Uh, some very interesting cases, and we'll continue this discussion of Raiv called the Parish, Muruba Parish, and the cases of when you have to check, when you do not have to check for more Hametz.